Welcome to this month's edition of Pulp Nonfiction, the paper and packaging podcast. I'm Greg Johnson with Sustana Fiber, and I'm here once again with my co-host, Dr. Marta Pazos. So Marta, although more and more consumers prefer sustainable packaging, wouldn't you agree that when we're hungry and thirsty, we're more laser focused on that veggie burger or that banana smoothie rather than on the packaging it comes in? except perhaps for packaging people like you and me, right? That's right, Greg. In fact, I always say that if you ever want to spot the packaging uh, expert or the packaging developer in the room, he or she is going to be the person that is dissecting the packaging after they have consumed the product. We are always so, so focused on how much work it's been done, how much more it can be done, right? So I am actually one of those that after I'm done with my coffee or my burger or whatever that is, I just start like tearing the whole thing apart. And, and I want to, I want people to understand that that little thing that you could take for granted that that helps you with your everyday food or beverages consumption has a ton of work behind it. Exactly, Marta. And what better way to explore some of these sustainable packaging issues than with our guest today, Thomas Fu, the Vice President of Global Innovation at the Sabre Corporation. A well-known packaging expert in the food and beverage world, Thomas was instrumental in refining the coffee cup sleeve, as well as many other sustainable packaging innovations. Thomas, it's great seeing you again. We're grateful for your time today. And thank you for visiting with us. Oh, it's great to see all you again. And uh, it's my pleasure. Glad to be here. Wonderful. Well, why don't we start out, Thomas, if you, if you wouldn't mind maybe sharing a little bit of your background in packaging and, and how you got started in the packaging world and um, how you developed your interest in sustainability at Sabre. Oh, interesting and simple question. And bring back to probably more than... 20 years ago. Wow. Uh, what got me interested in this industry is an accident. Uh, by training, I'm a chemical engineering uh, in the chemical engineer uh, field. And uh, after I graduated, I joined international paper company. So I was very open to a lot of field. But fate leads uh, just tie me to all field related to uh, food service packaging applications. And sustainability is an important part of it. So that's what led me to here. Very passionate about the field. Very good. Thanks, Thomas. And I second Greg's um, uh, sentence before. It's great having you with us today. Uh, you mentioned that you are in sustainability for Sabre. Tell me, what it is sustainability to you or what, what resonates better with you when you hear the word sustainability? Well, in a simple way to me, uh, that would say that whatever uh, we product we develop, because we are in the food service packaging industry, so we develop food service packaging for a lot of use by consumers on a daily basis. And what it means to me is that when we design those products, not only it fulfills the functional need to allow consumers to enjoy the food, it's packaged inside the package but the package after use will not leave a negative impact to our environment so that we can be a responsible producer and user as well. 
So that stands out. In other words, what we do, we need to look beyond the normal uh, life of a product, including the post-use. Make sure uh, the material, if it can be reused, reuse, and more importantly, would not negatively impact our environment. Yeah, responsibility, responsibility, responsibility. That's something that I always say yeah. because it is everybody's responsibility. Right? Thanks for that perspective, Thomas. I, we appreciate it. Now, I wanted to go back in history, if we could, just for a little bit. I know you were highly involved in the evolution of the coffee cup sleeve. Could you tell us a little bit about that and and how you refined the coffee cup sleeve, and especially in terms of its recyclability and material aspects? Uh, that's an interesting classic case. I'll be glad to. You know, as simple as it is, and especially for some of the customer, it has become an icon, an icon for not only a brand quality, but sustainability, especially in terms of recyclability and compostability. That's a story of the, the common coffee sleeve, right? So if you look at the material, uh, it is more than 99% recycled fiber, including both post-consumer fiber and industrial fiber. It came from a renewable resources wood pulp, and it's, it can when it's used, it's all over the world, and it can be recycled by most of the communities in the paper stream. Functionally, consumers just love it as they enjoy that hot cup of coffee, and the hot cup sleeve protect their hand. So that as a simple a product as a look. But the technology involved the selection of the paper, how to manufacture them in an automatic and high-speed process so that you make billions upon billions of sleeves on a yearly basis is not a simple task. But seeing that being used globally, it's just an amazing story. Well, and, and I know years ago, um, before the coffee cup sleeve, uh, the common practice was double cupping, exactly. where the barista would would fill your your latte, uh, and then the, he or she would place another cup underneath it. So you'd basically have two cups um, to prevent uh, yourself from getting burned. But then with the sleeve, that really helped eliminate a lot of needless waste, right? Exactly. So uh, that's an interesting point. Well, first of all, I like to give credit. Uh, for the development of this high cup sleeve to people that uh, created it. I did not create it, the original concept. Uh, and in addition, as you may recall, many, many years ago, become Starbucks, bring the specialty coffee into a common trend. The temperature, serving temperature of coffee varies a lot. Sometimes, especially get a cup of coffee in a hotel, the temperature is not high enough to give you that rich aroma and flavor and taste. It, generally, you can handle a single wall cup with, with a warm coffee. It's not a problem. But ever since specialty coffee became a trend and it required high temperature to bring out the taste and aroma and flavor, that temperature uh, on the outside of a single wall cup has really become difficult to handle. As you said, many people start to use double, wall, double cupping um, is a natural, but because the waste and which 
uh, I would say, incentivize or motivate people to develop various different sleeves as a substitute to double cups for that use. And one of the key impetus for the development of the sleeve, either paperboard or single face, is because that needs. Right, right. Thanks, Thomas. So I'm just taking notes to self here. If the, if the coffee is not burning your tongue, it's not good. <laughs> it's not high-end coffee, right? <laughs> that's that's yeah, the, um, the, the take-home yeah. lesson here. So folks out there, your coffee must burn your tongue in order for you to know that it is premium coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're talking about double cupping, uh, tell me, what, what do you think? Paper or plastic? Uh, it used to be uh, uh, paper cup required double cupping. Generally for hard cup, plastic cup is not used except uh, expanded polystyrene, uh, polystyrene foam, foam cup. And for polystyrene foam cup, typically you don't require double cupping, but because environmental impact uh, for polystyrene is negative for the environment. You probably have heard about the term, especially popular many years ago called uh, white trash along the, the, you know, the bus line or the uh, railroad because a lot of uh, expanded polystyrene uh, cup and container got thrown out. So the litters, they, they land the community and cause recycling issues. And therefore, people still prefer to use paper cup, but because the high temperature of a specialty coffee, they need to protect their hand. Either they use double cup or they use a, a protective hot cup sleeve to insulate their hands. Now, after that, I would also mention that there are people subsequently develop what's called double wall cup, which is not quite a double cup, but a, just the manufacturing of an integrated cup has a jacket affixed to it. But what about in general though, not just cups? Paper or plastic? Oh, are you generally, I mean, in general, are you um, yes. asking what is general preference between plastic and paper? Correct. Okay. Uh, my personal perspective is that I am a material uh, agnostic in between uh, the choice of material. I will look at why the product, the packaging product is needed at the first place. What's the function? I personally believe that there are preference, there are need for both plastic-based packaging material uh, product as well as fiber-based packaging product, depending on the specific application and use. Now, however, uh, one distinctive advantage of fiber-based is that it comes from a renewable resources. Uh, the majority of the plastic is still petroleum-based, hence it's not from a renewable, renewable base. And I would say, from that perspective, I prefer paper. But in terms of recommending packaging product, I would look at this specific value proposition, as well as their impact on the environment to, to, uh, to I would say, make a recommendation for a particular application. Would you agree? Oh, I, I totally agree. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking right now, one of the, one of the big questions normally is how can we make it 
in in a way that the afterlife doesn't have an impact as big as we're currently observing, right? Like all those amounts of all those tons and tons of trash have had such a negative impact in our planet. And um, unfortunately, though, there are certain applications with certain materials are not suitable, and therefore we need to look into each one of them because every one of them is different, every one of them has different needs, and therefore we always have to think about not just what's going to happen to it once we, be, once we it becomes trash, but also how can we optimize it the way that the performance is not going to be compromised, right? Yeah, I totally agree. And now, uh, as the knowledge and, uh, and the, um, I would say, the technology events, we have more choices in terms of selecting material and product uh, uh, for a particular application. For example, you mentioned about the functionality, but nowadays people look at the selection between material uh, from not only material, but from energy, water, uh, carbon dioxide releasing the atmosphere, et cetera, and et cetera, to have a holistic uh, evaluation. Thomas, um, getting back to your paper's perspective, I know you're quite familiar with sustainable fiber and our recycled fiber that's added to paper cups, carry-out containers, and even microwavable sleeves. Where do you see paper packaging evolving in the next five to ten years in the marketplace? Strong and more important. Uh, I really like the trend uh, where uh, paper-based or fiber-based packaging is going for a number of reasons. One is it comes from a re renewable resources, and the resources have global uh, recognized system to responsibly manage forest land, for example all the way to how they are harvest, how they are processed and manufacture. And second, there are more and more, uh, I would say, supplemental coating or uh, printing technology to enable fiber-based packaging, including recycled fiber, uh, to expand their functionality, for example, from water barrier standpoint, grease barrier standpoint, uh, vapor, uh, water vapor barrier standpoint. It's just the functionality is keep uh, expand due to material advancement that can be applied onto uh, paper and fiber-based packaging product. So uh, recycling technology, sustainable fiber is one example, is that with modern recycling technology, you can take in a variety of different raw material and turn them into very clean and useful fiber. So when you combine all those perspectives uh, together and seeing, uh, in addition, the, the, a global recognition of negative impact from single-use plastics, I see the demand, the utilization of fiber-based packaging, either for food service packaging or industrial packaging will only increase and become more and more significant. Agreed. Yeah, totally. What do you think that the trends out there 
currently are based on what your customers are constantly asking from Sabre? Um, from our, first of all, Sabre's uh, market channel uh, is fairly broad from uh, food services, broad-based supermarket, basically cover uh, a lot, majority of the channel involve food service packaging. Therefore, we got a general good feel of the trend represents uh, what where our key customers or in the industry is heading to, which is by and large in line with the questions that you asked earlier, demanding more and more sustainability uh, value from the packaging solutions. Uh, for example, you see trend uh, started in Europe and now in the U.S. become stronger and stronger to demand uh, paper-based replacement of single-use plastic container. And in addition, you also see trend that require to use less, I would say, uh, harm harmful chemicals, try to use more and more clean chemicals. The trend requiring PFAS-free uh, paper-based packaging has also increased significantly. So those are a couple of examples, but the general trend globally from what we've seen based on the, uh, the requests or the interest from our customer base is to require higher and higher sustainability value and utilization. So Thomas, I guess it's, it's um, safe to say then, given your comments that um, when in your innovation role, when you and your team are developing new packaging, sustainability is, is at the top of the list or, or very close to the top of the list in terms of deciding whether or not you're going to introduce a new product into the, the marketplace? Oh, I think it's on top of the list. Uh, Sabre as a company had a goal to have a very uh, ambitious goal to increase a, a very high share of their product line that will fit into uh, the sustainable packaging definition, either recyclable, compostable. Um, so it has uh, bring the overall environmental impact to the minimum as possible. Therefore, it is the top priority in everything we do uh, for new product development. Well, I would imagine that just by just by coming to you, right, by coming to Sabre, that's already a step in the right direction, right? Because you, I'm sure you're getting a lot of calls from those folks that want to phase plastic out and introduce something in paper, right? Like you were saying, looking for solutions where paper can be the, the material of choice, right? Yeah, and uh, there, clearly that has been the case. Uh, actually, through our own individual conversation, for example, mother, we have talked about some possible use of changing glue so that a lemon can be uh, made more friendly for recycle process. Uh, uh, Greg, as some of our conversation involve our sourcing to see where we can use more sustainable fibers. Uh, all those are just examples to show that we try to respond to the increased demand for fiber-based packaging or anything is more, more environmentally friendly solution. 
So thank you, Thomas. Uh, you know, one of the things that we have been talking all throughout is that constant desire to improve the product so the afterlife uh, become something that it's better for the planet that we, we're currently used to, right? And one of the things that we, we're always thinking about is could we recycle uh, this item? However, though, recycling is a messy business. And, and, and I feel that there is so much more that could be done. And no matter how much we design for recycling, for taking that step, the, the, the reality is that the rate of recycling is so low. What do you think that could be done to change that? Because I actually find it very difficult. Uh, I feel <laughs> glad to uh, answer that with my perspective. I think it is a messy process. It varies a lot. What it takes, as someone say that, is take a village, meaning it takes a collaboration. Uh, not only within the industry, but across the industry, with government, everyone who care about the environment and community. I don't see any way around that. For example, you cannot simply ask a material supplier to develop a recyclable material because once they supply that, if a converter uh, don't fully use the recyclability of the material by adding some incompatible material to make it non-recyclable, or the consumer uh, would not segregate them into different bin, or even worse, you did all those effort to enable a collected post-consumer product collected, and but there's no infrastructure to sort them out, to recycle them, and convert them into useful material to be used again. Therefore, everyone uh, needs to collaborate to make it happen. Otherwise, people can talk all day long. They have to face the reality. It's not different than any successful product implementation. Just you need to focus on every element and enable the whole thing to work. So in short, I share your feeling and frustration maybe sometimes because in order to make recyclable packaging product recycle it does require everyone collaborate including consumer now that said doesn't mean that when there's a lack of a effective collaboration then we should not do anything we still do our put in our effort because it is a continuous improvement. If we make a progress one day, we make more next day with one people and with a thousand more people. Only by cumulative those effects, uh, we can make an impact. I think the fact that you're hosting this podcast just indicates how this need has been well accepted across the industry and globally. So in short, let's work together to make it happen. Thank you for that, Thomas. Um, and let me let me ask you on a on a personal, I guess as well as professional note, what types of things do you do in your day to day life, um, whether at work or at home, in trying to promote sustainability and um, continue to help the environment? Uh, that's a relatively easy answer. For me, at work, as I mentioned, that's a top requirement for all new product development. 
and including improvement of existing product. So if we, I work on a clamshell or work on a folding cotton box or work on a tray for food service packaging, uh, recyclability or selection of the fiber, how much more recycled content we can use are all in our consideration. At work, I was fortunate enough to live in a community that they has, uh, they do have a established infrastructure to enable family to segregate recyclable versus garbage. And so that you just go through the regimen, uh, the community and the infrastructure to take the recyclable to the, re the, the recycle uh, immersed system. Therefore, those products can be used by recycled meal like a sustainable fiber. So that is a common practice. We do it uh, every day. Uh, and, and in addition, talking about family experience, I also noticed that school, all the way from elementary school, middle school, and high school, as my children grew, uh, have grown up through those systems, I noticed one thing is that the school also promote the concept of recyclability and sustainability. So the kids actually came home, we do not only the same, but have their own perspective. For example, they try to cut down on the use of water bottle because uh, the, the consideration for the environment. Very good, that's great. I love to hear things like that. You know, I remember I recently helped a friend uh, who's school teacher with um, putting together some seminars to teach the kids how to recycle and what recycling is. And a lot of them, and this is in New York City, a lot of them had no idea that they needed a separate bank for recycling. So I think that we really need to concentrate more on those kids, right, and teach them. Because we've grown up with abundance being so permanent and, 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 and so ubiquitous with us, right? Like the more, the better, the more material, the better, the, the bigger, the better. And we got to change that, that message and certainly that way of thinking to less is more because the less you have, the less you need to throw away and the less manage you need to, uh, the less waste you need to manage, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, what do you think? No, no, I totally agree. And, and one thing that I, I like to echo what you just said about the role uh, teaching or training seminar, uh, how important that is. I used to believe that that's the job of a professional. If you design a product recyclable, your job is done. And you don't understand why people without that knowledge don't recycle and don't appreciate the effort until I joined in some voluntary uh, training to elementary school, for example, teaching kids how paper actually made. Not many people understand how paper is made. And when they actually have a, a kit and handmade paper, they understand oh, why is it from a renewable resources, how to make it useful in life, for example, in making writing paper, etc. And what I learned from that is that the holistic um, collaboration, including education at school or voluntary community, uh, I would say promotion of recycle, uh, recycling uh, impact, just very, very useful. And I go back to one of your early questions is that how do you actually make it a reality? Because it's so complex. 
I think on the communication part, the marketing part, the community education part is equally important as the, when the professional develop their product uh, in the lab or in their factory. Yeah, totally agree. I, I, yeah, I, let me tell you a, a, a little story of what my demo was with the kids. I asked them to grab a piece of paper, preferably, a, you know, use carton or something like that, or use paper even, because that way we don't have to use virgin paper to then destroy it. And then I also asked them to grab a solo cup and, and uh, a plastic cup, right, and cut it into pieces and put those two things in different blenders. A lot of them don't even have a blender, so I actually did the demo for them. So once you blend, with water, of course, right? So once you blend the, the, the plastic, you, you take it out and you still see the pieces, all of them, right? But they are practically, I mean, I wouldn't say intact, right? They're definitely shredded, right? But there is still, still the, the, the plastic, the material integrity is still there, whereas paper is really a pulp. So they got it so much better that way, seeing how the afterlife of the two materials looks like, right? Well, while paper looks like this pulp that is easily absorbable, you still see the pieces of plastic. So if you ever, if you guys ever want uh, to show kids how how plastic and paper uh, become after you throw them away, that's a fantastic. Oh, that's an excellent example. Um, and I wonder whether I should ask my wife and let me borrow that juice uh, blender. <laughs> To, to blend some well, maybe not <laughs> yeah careful careful with the blender that's that, to me that that was the disclaimer in the demo for the kids right hey don't use the blender unless you have an adult around uh, doing it for you so Thomas mm, tell us what is you know we've we heard of what the trends are we've heard um, what the demands are uh, how we could minimize some of these waste. Um, or make the waste better <laughs> to to have less impact. Tell us, what are some of the things that you're working on lately that you could disclose? Well, I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, one of the, uh, I would say, one of the examples kind of typify uh, how to design a new product in response to a new market need and yet with recyclability in mind. During the pandemic in 2020, as you know, that uh, cleanliness uh, become important. Uh, a lot of the reusable products are replaced with single-use items. For example, the tray you, you, uh, hospital use in their um, canteen or food service area, uh, people commonly use them, and there's a plastic a composite uh, reusable tray. But during the pandemic, we developed a corrugated tray to respond to their special needs. It's a single use, it's a, have a very uh, good utility, at the same time, recyclable uh, and compostable. So that's one example. That's, and we, we use that example as a principle to look at emerging needs due to the pandemic and also due to the emerging uh, importance of e-commerce and e-delivery e I mean, delivery service. And we try to develop new line of product in response to those needs based on fiber, based on paper. I, I love what you said about 
uh, I've been long enough in technology in innovation to appreciate patience. So to which which actually could explain why I've never been good at staying innovation for too long. <laughs> Mother, you're too humble. <laughs> I, need the, I need the constant stimulation <laughs> yeah, too. of like product development. Yeah, but I need to go to to also work it out with other other endeavors that give more instant gratification. But See, that is to me also a great piece of advice. So to all those out there that are listening to us, if you want to go into innovation, arm yourself with a lot of patience. We actually say in Spain that the mother of science is patience, which actually rhymes in, 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 when you say it in Spanish. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that's, that's well said, Marta. Well, Thomas, um, once again, we're really grateful for your time um, Marta and I have really enjoyed uh, our chat with you today, and um, we thank you and wish you continued success. Well, thank you very much, my friends, and uh, good to see you, both of you, here today. I appreciate the opportunity to discuss those uh, important and interesting topics here, and I uh, look forward to seeing you and working with you more. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Thomas, and thanks for working on making our planet a better place. We really appreciate it. Yeah, as we discussed earlier, let's work together. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Thanks again. Thanks again for joining us for this month's edition of Pope Nonfiction, the paper and packaging podcast. We look forward to seeing you next month. But in the meantime, if you would like more information, please be sure to visit sustanafiber.com. And don't forget to subscribe and please give us a good rating and a good review. We want to keep bringing this to you and that is the best way that you can help us.